And you edit this, right? So like Peter does. Okay. <laughs> make you sound a Don't lot say, better than um, you actually are, just like me. Uh, except <laughs> if you say cut edit that out, he will leave it. Oh really? Okay. Almost without fail. Right, so well, make sure you speak into your microphones. Test, test, one, test, two. Test. I think we're good. Okay. Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. So, not from the Talks and Tasting Studios, uh, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast. This is our one our, our first on-the-road Although we did the whole convention thing last year. That's true. Yeah. But uh, we're kind of test marketing. Hannah, our associate producer, is working on a live remote in Minneapolis. And so we thought we'd get all the errors out first here. And do a trial run from uh, a backyard. This is a... uh, So, yeah, I'm Pastor Bullhagen. And I'm Berg. And I'm Beisel. And uh, we are at Beisel's house right now. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah, we're doing good. <laughs> this is great. So um, uh, we have uh, an, someone with us today. T- so uh, tell us about yourself there, Pastor Beisel. All right. Well, I'm Pastor Beisel, and I have a wife named Amy, and I've got four children. One, um, of, one of them is our biggest fan. And, and a son-in-law. I've got Susan and Tom live here in Iowa Falls, and uh, we got Lizzie who is working at camp this summer, Camp Iodesica, and she is 18, just graduated from high school. We have Martin who is 15 and learning how to drive, already learned how to drive, kind of, um, and yes, he drives like a boss. Scary. And we have Theo who is 12, and he's going to be going next year into seventh grade. So, yeah. And we've lived here in Iowa Falls for over 10 years, about 10 and a half years now, I think. Moved here in 2009, served, actually served the same congregation that uh, Bullhagen served. Yes, uh, it's kind of a weird thing that uh, I, my first call was your first call. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, Came there in, let's see, 2002 and after you had left and Left it in much better shape than I probably left it, <laughs> and, uh, and so then was there till about 2009. So, um, so yeah, we've been here. It's a Iowa Falls, it's a great place to live. Um, working on a PhD, and how's that going? Well, right now it's going kind of slow, but uh, I'm I'm working on my reading right now for comps, my comprehensive exam, which I'm supposed to take in September, but Will probably be more like November, um, and then after that, I'll be ABD, so all but dissertation. And if you if you notice on the radio, you might hear some ambient noise. We are actually outside right now. Yes, we are out on the parsonage porch. Yes, this is the first time, first outdoor production. So since this is a show about what's behind the collar, what you know, did you always know you wanted to be a pastor? Did you uh, want to be a pastor in high school, college? Oh, that's a great question. No, I didn't know I wanted to be a pastor, uh, probably until my, my, in fact, my whole first year of college, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I went to Concordia Seward, and 
At the end of that year, we were on choir tour, and it was actually Ascension Day, and we were singing at Plant City, Florida at an Ascension Day service. And I remember sitting up in the choir loft, and the pastor was preaching, and I remember I said to my good friend, uh, Dr. Mays, Ben Mays, who was sitting next to me, I said, that's what I want to do. And that was it. I called my parents that night and said, hey, I'm going to take Greek next year. Um, now, there, there was this story that I was told by my, my parents that way back when I was in sixth grade, in, uh, when we were in Taiwan for the year, that I told my mom or told my parents that I wanted to be a missionary. But that was the only other time that I could possibly think of. So. Now, did you do any overseas uh, stuff, or do you have anybody in your family that, uh, you know, that served as pastors or teachers in uh, in the church? Or yeah, I have um, a couple of uncles. So one of my uncles served actually where Berg, where you were, or where you are in Latimer for a few years back in the seventies. Mervin Bauer, um, he's a pastor. Um, I think I had another uncle that was a pastor. My brother-in-law is a pastor. He was a Fort Wayne grad in 94. And um, so I do have some some background there. My grandfather was a pastor, uh, served in, uh, also was the campus pastor up in University of Minnesota, where David Kind is now. And then he also was president of St. John's College in Winfield, Kansas. But so he so definitely have some of that in my background, um, but we uh, don't have as far as you know immediate family. Nobody in my immediate family was serving as a pastor. So I have a question. Yes. So, what is something that you wish people knew about pastors who are not pastors? Something that people that I wish people knew about pastors. Wow, you can really hear the motorcycle there. In the background. Uh, okay, something I wish people knew. I wish people knew that that pastors uh, were actually pretty normal people in in everyday life, and that we weren't always uh, that we we don't uh, uh, wear gowns and chasubles in the house and and do. Uh, chants and prayers with our families that we we struggle with the same things that every other family struggles with. So, oh, we have a, a new somebody new making an appearance on the the podcast. Yeah, he's kind of an interrupter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was my son. So he had to get his two cents in. So he was saying that we actually do in my household. You know. Chasubles and the like. So. Oh, okay, okay. We do, we we just do cassocks and surpluses. Well, good, no. good. You know. So, uh, um, one thing I thought we could do is uh, something we had talked about doing, but uh, it is. Uh, how would you describe this? You just D and D preaching. Okay. So. Now, all three of us use the the one-year lectionary that we've been talking about, right? Right. Yep. And so I thought, well, to make this right, we're going to pick a text from the three-year series, so we can't just do something we preach on every year. I like it. Sounds challenging. And so uh, 
Um, my wife actually wrote down the instructions. Okay. So, uh, uh, hey, Jonah, can you be our helper here? Or do you want a Martin? All right, Jonah. All right. So, so could you uh, read these uh, instructions for us? If you can. You... All right. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to have a dice available. All right. So first, you roll the dice for the the first roll. Uh, one or a two is series A. A three or a four is series B, and a five and a six is series C. And then the second roll uh, is for what gospel you were going to be preaching on. Uh, or yeah, so so we got uh, we're going to roll the dice twice, so that you know in the three-year series there's a proper A or one, two, three. So that'll be whatever number that is. And then the third time we got a dice right here. Okay. So the third time is we have six different preaching scenarios. Okay. Uh, so um, when you roll a one, this is a, a scenario you're preaching in. An LWML rally. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, what's number two? Your own funeral. Okay. <laughs> number three. A youth gathering. <laughs> All right. Number four. Uh, farewell for when you're taking another call. <laughs> number five? Wedding for an elderly couple. <laughs> and number six? District convention opening worship. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, boy. So we got our... And, and so as the text is being read... Okay, I'll go ahead and read the text. That is your time to prepare for said sermon. Now, when I was talking with this about my wife, with my wife, she said, well, you should have a time limit. But I don't think we need a time limit, do we? No. Just go to your done. Oh, yeah. no, definitely no. No time limit. All right. So since this was my ill-fated idea, <laughs> I suppose I should go first, right? Yes. All right. So what are we calling this? Is this a preach-off? D&D preaching? D&D preaching. Well, why the D&D? Because it sounds a lot like Dungeons and Dragons, where you you roll, roll the, the dice. dice okay, and, sure. You know. All right, so um, I will I will roll the dice. I got a four, so that would be series B. How okay, is, how is that series B? One and two is A. Oh, three and okay. four is B. Gotcha. Five and six is C. C. All right, so I got. Series B, and I have proper seven. Seven. Okay. And then my scenario. Um, so, uh, can someone look up on that for, on their phones for me? I can do it. All right. So B, proper seven, and then my scenario is... An old person's wedding? Uh, I think six is uh, the opening service of a district convention. <laughs> uh, yes, I rolled a six. That is a the uh, opening worship at a district convention. Nice. So B... Seven. B7. Opening of a district convention. 
for June 20th, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. Mark 4, 35, 41. And that is for 2020-2021 Church Year Calendar Series B. All right. Would someone please read that for me? You got that for you? On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's nice to see you, all of you, on this uh, beautiful district convention where our theme is Peace Be Still. And uh, um, as I see our fine delegates ready to vote the proper way according to the Word of God today, um, I reminded of Jesus' words when the storms came in. You see, here's the thing. <laughs> there was a, a great storm, and uh, the winds were on the boat, and uh, they asked Jesus, Teacher, don't you care? Now, I know this is a year uh, 2021, because that is when our next convention is. Um, it's been quite a year. We've, saw, we've seen coronavirus, come and go we saw that crazy presidential election who saw that coming i mean really and uh all of this chaos was going on but what happened people were wondering where is jesus does he still care can i get him amen amen, amen. so so as we look at this beautiful text we see the storms of life. We see the fear. We see the result of sin, don't we? And in the midst of it, the word of our Lord comes to bear. Peace be with you. What is it, what is it that you're afraid of for your church district this upcoming three years? How will you vote for your district president. What resolution has you worried? Is it resolution 2-3A or is it resolution 4-07B? I know that second one really has really been on your mind a lot. But I want you to remember this. The Lord Jesus still cares. He sees what's beyond the wind and the waves. He is in control of all of it. And I want you to think of this. When it seemed as though everything was un, un, all out of control, what was in control? Our Lord Jesus Christ. When the waves were at the highest, when the storm was at its greatest, our Lord Jesus died for our sins. And in that, uh, brothers, you remember what Jesus said after he appeared to his disciples. He said, 
peace be with you. That is the peace we bring with us here on the 43rd Convention of the Iowa District East here in beautiful Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So, I know you all have 4.05-B on your minds, that in the winds of the waves of that resolution, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. In Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, you know, now I'm going to make sure that this is the text and you are the preacher <laughs> for the opening service. For uh, Now, granted, um, we've all had some... to President Saunders, you know. This, this, uh, I want everyone to understand this. Is uh, This is not from the Talks and Tasting Studios, but there's been a lot of tasting going on right now. <laughs> so, so who's next? Do we want to do age or beauty? Uh, I think either way, you win. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go next then. All right, so four. That would be uh, Series B, B. again. Yep. Series B, okay. Then we roll both the die. Pro- ten. Proper ten. Proper ten. Which is uh, Mark 16, 6, 4 through 29. All right. And then what are we're rolling for the uh, occasion. That's okay. correct. Two. I believe that is your own funeral. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you want me to? <laughs> All right. So you want me to read it for you? Please do. All right. So the the sermon that uh, Berg has to preach on about his own funeral is uh, the text for the death of John the Baptist. <laughs> it works really well. <laughs> so King Herod heard of heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some had some said John the Baptist had been raised from the dead. That is why the miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said he is Elijah. Another said he is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was righteous and a holy man, and he had kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders, and leading the men of Galilee. For when Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask, I will give you, up to half my kingdom. And when he went out and said to her mother, For what shall I ask? She said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want to give you, give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. But because of his oaths, 
and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head, and he went and beheaded him in prison, and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard it, they came and took his body and laid it in the tomb. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 How how do you uh, judge the success of someone's life? Do you judge it by wealth? Do you judge it by their marriage? Do you judge it by the number of children that they have? Well, John the Baptist had none of these things. John the Baptist was killed preaching and teaching. Uh, His head was ignominiously taken from his shoulders, uh, put on a silver platter, and given to a wicked woman who plotted his death. And so it goes for all true prophets. Most prophets are buried in the potter's field, uh, at best left forgotten and unremembered by their congregations, and at worst hated and reviled for the truth that they preached. And yet, uh, is this the way that we judge success? Maybe by the world's standards, we judge success in this way. But this is not how we judge success in the church. For John the Baptist was a true preacher, one who pointed to Christ, who said, he must increase and I must decrease. He was one who always pointed to Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He was one who always called both the rich and the powerful, the poor and the needy, uh, the soldier, the tax collector, and the like to repentance. And then also exhorted them uh, after they were baptized in, or, um, uh, in the Christian and true Christian living. And so, um, as you judge someone's life, we shouldn't judge it by the fact that they uh, were killed or not, that they died ignominiously or not, whether they were martyred or not, but we should judge it by the one of whom King Herod heard, the one whose name had become well known, the one who would rise from the dead, unlike John the Baptist, the one who comes to bring life eternal to those who believe in him, the one to whom John the Baptist uh, pointed to and preached of. Uh, and this is the one in whom John, trust, John trusted even to the death and in whom uh, they buried him in the hope that he, would rise, that he would raise him from the dead. And that is our hope, and that is the measure of success. Amen. 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 Wow. You got a mosquito on your forehead. There you go. Well, good, well, good job. That, that was kind of, a, that's like the perfect text for a pastor. Right. <laughs> this is random, by the way. Totally. All right. Totally. All right, All here right. we go. Sacrificial lamb. There we go. Okay, first roll is a two. So, series A. Series A. You'll have to read me the text because I have no idea what those are. Okay. Okay, second roll. Do I roll both of them? Both of them, yep. Okay. Eight. All right. Proper eight. Is that what it is? Matthew 10, 34 through 42. All right, and then the third roll is what? The occasion. The occasion. (laughs) Okay, this should be interesting. Seven. Oh, one one dice. Oh, one dice. Sorry, one die. Three. All right, you got a youth gathering. All right, should I read it? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, re- please. please read it. 
All right. Jesus said, do not think I, that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in a pro- in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Okay. <laughs> make, make sure you relate. This is a youth gathering, all right? Right, right. So, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, so great to see all of you here, all 25,000 of you gathered here in this uh, wonderful arena, and uh, to feel the energy of all of you here and to hear the singing is just, it's a wonderful thing. Yes, can I hear another amen? Amen. Amen. Let's, how about a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Right, so... No, this is great. It's great to be here with you. This is a wonderful occasion. And uh, we have our text tonight um, that uh, is from Matthew chapter 10. And uh, this sounds like some difficult words from our Lord here tonight. uh, That he says, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Now, in our culture today, you know that uh, many times we look for peace at all costs, and and sometimes that means peace even at the cost of truth, Uh, that we are often afraid to speak the truth because we do not want to ruffle any feathers, we do not want to offend anybody. Uh, That is where we are at today in our culture. And, uh, And yet, here Jesus says that he did not come to bring peace to earth, but a sword. Now, what does that mean? Uh, did not Jesus, uh, did, did the angels not say when Jesus was born that, uh, you know, glory be to, the, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests? Uh, so what does Jesus mean by saying he did not come to bring peace? In fact, he came to turn a man against his father a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, uh, and that anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. What is Jesus talking about here? What Jesus is saying here is that uh, is that his word and his truth uh, trumps even family relations that the bonds that we have in the church as brothers and sisters are even more close and tight than those that we have with our own families. And so uh, we see this in Jesus' own life when, uh, when he was teaching and, and some of the people said to him that his mother and brothers were looking for him. And what does Jesus say? He said, whoever hears my word and does it is my brother and my sister 
and my mother. So you will be tempted. All of you will be tempted in your lives, uh, especially as you grow older, as you get into your own families and marry and have children. You will be tempted in many ways uh, by the devil and by your own sinful flesh to uh, put uh, your family relations, to put your uh, those that you love above the word of God and above the truth. And, uh, and you will be tempted to think that um, in order to have true peace, uh, that you need to compromise your beliefs and your uh, convictions based on the word of God and to give those up, to sacrifice those. Uh, and so what we learn from our Lord here tonight is that um, those things that you have learned in your catechism, uh, those things that you have learned in your confirmation and uh, throughout uh, your years uh, in the preaching of the word, that those things are of utmost importance uh, in your life. Um, and let's review a couple of those things. One is that you are sinful human beings, that you have uh, sinned against God in thought, word, and deed, um, and that you are powerless to uh, save yourself. And the second thing, of course, that you learned is that Christ himself has taken that burden upon himself. He has shouldered the burden of your sins, taken it to the cross, shed his precious and holy and divine blood for you, uh, and rose again from the dead so that you would be free. Uh, and uh, that as the baptized children of God, which is who you are, uh, and that goes right along with our theme for our national youth gathering to this year, which is baptized into Christ. And it's a great theme. It is a great theme. And uh, it goes right along with us that, that as the baptized children of God, you will be called uh, to, uh, to make that ultimate sacrifice, to put God's word before yourself, before the, the, the passing and changing teachings of our culture, before your own feelings and your own ideas, and to hold true to that teaching, that our Lord Jesus Christ died for you, that he rose for you and ascended for you, uh, and that he now comes to you even today in his precious body and blood, as he will do tonight at our mass gathering. And so what I encourage you all to remember uh, this uh, Peter, year... Peter, uh, cue the, the quiet piano, please. <laughs> what I encourage all of you to remember uh, is that you will bear the cross for what you believe. Not everyone is going to like what you believe. Not everyone is going to accept that you confess that God is uh, true and that he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and that he sent his Son to die for you and for all sinners. They are going to want you to affirm their uh, sinful lifestyles. Uh, they are the world is going to tempt and encourage you to uh, turn away from your faith. Um, but you know from God's word that what Jesus says, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And so just as Jesus himself bore his own cross, uh, so also 
do we. But we have this wonderful promise. Just as Christ rose, just as he bore his cross, so also will you. And so we have that to look forward to, eternal life in heaven with him. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 (laughs) So, uh, we all learned something new today, didn't we? Yeah. No, we should do this for for uh, Winkle. <laughs> By the way, if you hear a kind of a banging in the background, uh, that's uh, they're playing a little cornhole behind us. Who's winning back there? Amen. Uh, we won the first game. Okay. All right. W- wouldn't it be great if the uh, theme for the national youth gathering was actually baptized into Christ? Right. <laughs> What was the theme I gave our district convention? I didn't. I don't remember. Oh yeah, peace. Be still. Be still. <laughs> you could. You could have brought is it. Perfect you because every district convention, my rear end falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you could have brought it in Psalm forty-six. Be still and know that I am God. Right? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that Psalm forty-six? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yes, it is. Um. All right. Well, I think. Uh, We've got our trial run in. Right? So so awesome. what do you think? Uh now your daughter has at least initially was a big fan of the of the podcast. Yes, right? Lizzie loves the podcast. So uh um she uh, if you might remember, I don't remember which episode it was, she had some pretty amazing emails to our show. So uh but uh now you know where she comes from. Well uh I think our party is starting to wind down now. Do you have anything to add, Berg? Nope. I think it was fun. We'll have to do this again. Yeah. Thanks yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me uh, come on the show. Yeah, thank you. And uh, uh, we'll uh, have another show. We have some emails we need to get to, but we'll do that when we're in our studio. Right. So uh, thank you for listening. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. And I'm Beisel. And may your... Pre-chops. May Pre- you save your pre-chops. <laughs> <laughs> May you your sermons be prepared. <laughs> right. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at P for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.